This week, we're talking with artist Tatiana Melnikova. She's a master in productivity and finding balance amongst things. She's a mom to a two-week-old baby, a teacher of the Russian language by day, and a true blue artist 24-7. Her journey is truly inspiring. She's made difficult choices and faced detours. And for that, this is surely an episode you don't want to miss. In this episode, Tatiana talks about creating and making art regardless of medium, pursuing creative entrepreneurship and how you should prize your works, easy and fun steps drawing oranges using pencil, play of light and space in drawing, and why making mistakes can be a really good thing. If you want to be part of the conversation, then send in your questions and topics you want us to cover to hello at etcherlab.com. Hey, this is Jesse from Etcher. We believe in your power to create, so we invited artists from all around the globe to inspire you to keep on creating. Join us in this journey and let's celebrate creativity. This is Make More Art, the podcast. Take me through how you started. I know you were raised in Russia. Is that right? And yes, that's Yeah. So have you always been creative as a kid? Was it something that you know, even as a little kid, that you're something that you're passionate about and that you enjoy doing that led you to really pursue it uh, in school and as a career? Yes, actually, it was something I always enjoyed to draw and to paint and to create things as a kid. And um, everyone, my family members, they were always saying something nice about what I'm doing. And at some point, my mom, she just decided that it would be good for me to for me to go to a special school where they will actually teach me um, rules of art, not just for me to do whatever I want, but to direct me in a certain way, like how to create more academic art, how to... Uh, be able to do like more than I can be, that I can sort of learn and discover by myself. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it was, it, the way it works in Russia, it's just like an additional school to your regular school. So if you're in regular school in the morning uh, to this art school, you go like at 3 p.m. and stay there until 5 p.m., for example. Okay. <laughs> and, yeah, it's something that... Um, in the in the art school, they would teach you the basics of art, how to build round shape, how to build different kinds of shape, how to uh, paint with watercolor, how to draw, just basic things. Mm-hmm. And it goes for five years. And by the time you're done with that, you already you have your hand mm-hmm. to work in a certain ways. You know, like you can continue studying, but if you stop that at that time, that point, your hands already is capable of creating a realistic art. And after I finished that, I really enjoyed it. I, before that, my mom decided that uh, a musical school will be good for me. And I suffered through it for two years. And I finally quit. And the art school, I was so into it. I loved it. Everything about it was so good, so great. It just was me. And after five years of it, I decided I would like to continue doing art. And I chose graphic design. Mm. So I went to 
at the time it was called um, architectural and art academia in okay. Yekaterinburg in the place where I'm from. Mm-hmm. And I studied um, graphic design there. And as a part of your curriculum or your schedule, you have a lot of classes that are also dedicated to academic art, drawing, painting, along with graphic design classes. Um, so that was my way like as a child, as a teenager through art. So it took me a couple of years. Years. Uh, to build that skill. What I love about that journey, Tatiana, is that your parents, your folks are very supportive in your journey. And for me, that's a blessing because I'm from an, I'm from Asia. And um, most of the time when some when a kid is interested in art, it's not something that is always supported. Um, it's considered as a hobby, like a side hobby, but you need to have something and pursue it as a career <laughs> rather than pursue art or consider art as a, as a form of a career or a pathway to reaching, you know, greater heights. They are very supportive. And well, you know, it's actually a little bit funny because I'm sure they will be happier if I uh-huh. chose to be an engineer or a doctor. Uh-huh. But what can you do, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. So they, you mentioned that they, the, the people around you, they, they were saying nice things about your works. Were, was it already pencil or were you dabbling into another medium or what specific subjects did you start with as a kid? You know, uh, the medium never, uh, was never important to me. Uh-huh. I like pencils, I like, I like well, I like watercolor, I like gouache. Now, as a kid, you just use whatever you have around you. It could be a pen, it could be pencil, it could be paint. Mm-hmm. And actually, to me, the materials was never important. Whatever I can reach out to, I would mm-hmm. use. I would use that. Mm-hmm. So, I would. It's 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 a very hard question for me. What I started with, whatever I could whatever. I could get. <laughs> I guess it's the really the artist in you that you make you do of what you have and create and make art, really. Well, yeah, thank you. And uh, thanks to my family again. As a kid, they, I also went to this all kind of art classes for kids. It's not real art school, but for kids, you know, when they yeah. make silly children assignments, like let's paint big stain and what the stain looks like stuff like that um and it was actually also a place where i could explore different materials clay for example like little sculptures yes yes at first were not beautiful in any uh-huh. sense it was fine to it was nice to explore explore i love that word explore because you did mention that medium wasn't really an important factor for you to create. And looking at your works right now, and I was browsing through your feed earlier, you were trying out different things. You, you, you're you doing watercolor, you're, you have digital, you also, I saw oil um, also in your feed. And um, now you're, you talked about um, play as well as a kid. And it's really not about achieving perfection or being really excellent or a pro in a specific medium, but it's you expressing yourself and your creativity through those mediums. Now, 
Um, I've read in your bio as well that in 2014, you moved to the United States. I'm curious about that because specifically Columbus, which is where you are right now. And this is to pursue a master's degree in relation to Russian culture and cinema. Is, is, is that right? Can you share a little bit more about that journey and what made you decide to pursue that yeah, masteral degree? related to um, cinema, specifically for Russian literature, um, culture and cinema? Yeah, so uh, excellent question. Actually, I went, so I, as I said, I studied graphic design. And by the time um, of this, when I I finished that degree, I was really interested in theory, in teaching myself, like in being instructor myself, so I started master's degree in Russia and I finished and it was in theory of graphic design, in history and theory of graphic design. And I was particularly interested in Russian fonts, like Cyrillic alphabet and how it, it was formed. Uh-huh. And after that, I wanted to continue my education to like um, explore more connection between art and history because I believe history has great influence. Like the political events that happened and still happening, right, in my country, um, in the States, everywhere, they have a huge impact on how art develops or culture develops. And I really wanted to work on something like that and become professor, become instructor. And I searched where I can do that, where I can continue my education. I wasn't interested in staying where I already spent six years because you need to move forward. You need to explore other places, cities, hopefully countries, but at least cities, you know. And all of a sudden I found information that I can go to the United States to continue my education as a graduate student. Mm So, and I applied to several universities, ended up at Ohio State University here in Columbus. Mm-hmm. And I a little bit switched away from art, like visual art, to more broad art, like yeah. literature and film. And um, I spent here about five years. I finished my master's here. Uh, studying Russian film and again the connection between politics and art it just it's just amazing how tightly they are connected and I my goal was actually to go to PhD and to be a doctor in that but at some point I finished my coursework I was started working on my dissertation and I just realized you know I want to do art. And my my dissertation was about artists in cinema, how cinema, Russian cinema represents artists, yeah. literature. Mm-hmm. You know, working on that dissertation, I just it hit me. I do not want to be a professor, I want to be an artist. That's who I am. You know, like watching all these films about artists yeah. just brought me back mm-hmm. from theory to practice. The, the the journey that you took to to getting your master and the the thought process why you pursued that 
and why you are currently in, in Ohio is just fascinating because you want to really understand what the role of artists is um, when it comes to connecting that, you know, societal issues, political and it's basically everything. Um, and you're absolutely right. It kind of reminded me, and this is really amazing thinking about it now. I was at the museum last weekend, and it's a local museum here featuring local artists. And normally, because I was based in Singapore for a while, for about nine years, and I love going to museums. But it's, it's like the first time that I visited a local museum here in the Philippines and featuring local artists. And when I looked at their works, it all featured something that's related to like a um, an expression of how they see the society right now or something. Your plan after you made that decision, was it to go full-time? This, this is going to be, this is something that I really want to do. Um, no inhibitions, no second guessing, but I want to be an artist and I want to pursue this. Did you have any sort of like, um, do I need a backup plan or any sort of hesitation before you made that decision? Yeah, of, yes, of course. You know, it's uh, dropping your PhD program is a big was a big decision for me. I thought about that. I I wasn't sure how it's going to work, but I was quite firm about the decision. And you know, uh, since when I did that, after I did that, I went to Amazon, like I went online and bought books, how to be an artist, what it means to be an artist, what you're supposed to do. And the advice that I got from all the books, all beginning artists, they have daytime job. Uh, if you have a daytime job and you consider yourself an artist, and that daytime job isn't necessarily related to your art, yeah, it's fine. It's you shouldn't consider yourself failure or loser or anything. It's fine to have a daytime job because you need to feed yourself, you need to dress yourself, you need to pay your bills. And let's face it, to start selling, start making money on art right away is nearly impossible, I believe. And what I've read in these books, it's fine not to sell your works for thousand dollars at first it's fine <laughs> you shouldn't you shouldn't feel bad about it <laughs> okay so my backup plan plan i guess was to just also keep um keep my mind open to other earnings and other like income mm -hmm. uh, ways to make other ways to make income right so that's 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 the only backup plan I have. And as my daytime job, I teach Russian language here in the States and teach Russian cinema and literature. Awesome. It's it's still you know very much connected because language, cinema, still related to art. And I, I think that's also very encouraging with what you said, that it is okay if you have a day job and you're doing art on the side, because you're absolutely right. We have bills to pay, um, you need to eat, and it's okay to start slow and gradually get to that point where and you can really go full time as an artist. So is it, this is something that you do full time now, or is, is it still on something that you do on the side? It's still, I'm still doing both because mm. art is still not as reliable as I would like it to be. 
sometimes it goes well, you know, sometimes some months, sometimes mm-hmm. some time periods, it mm-hmm. goes very well. And then it's quiet for a couple of months. So right. it's something I'm still not comfortable relying on. Mm-hmm. But it's getting better, you know. It's right. I think my advice for others is just to find the balance where you feel comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. If you feel comfortable with just a few hours a day dedicated to your art, go with that. If you need more time, you need just to find balance how much money you need to survive and to see how much money you can make on daytime job and your art. So it's there's no recipe I have. It just I think it's very individual situations and you shouldn't feel bad about what works for you. Mm-hmm. Speaking of balance, um, so this is something that I learned from you when we were conversing about doing this interview. So you just had your baby. So congratulations, um, your mm-hmm. baby girl, just two weeks old, so adorable. But normally this is a common question, especially when you're doing art on the side and then you have your your day job, right? And I know you have an Etsy shop as well. And going through pregnancy and now having a kid, most people would say that's a lot on your plate. And sometimes, you know, art has to take the back seat or something that you love or enjoyed as a hobby will have to take the back seat because all of these things that you have on your plate. When you talk about balance, it just reminded me that, you know, I should be, I should ask Tiana about this because you're doing a lot, um, you know, having me, um, I figured that sleepless nights and then you're still doing your art, um, something that you're passionate about and then your other job. So how do you do it? Um, how do you keep that balance? You know, I think for me, the yeah. key is to keep myself organized. Organized. Okay. So it's, it's very hard. It's still, again, as you said, she's two weeks old. I'm still learning and just thing. And she learns as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I try to keep myself organized. For example, I have plans for a month. Mm-hmm. I have plans for a week and I have plans for a day. Wow. Like what I want, for example, Instagram, I believe, is a very big um, instrument for me. And um, recently, I haven't been very active there because yeah. maybe. <laughs> but I have a plan for the month, what I want to post there. I want. I have a plan for a week. For example, I want to post on this account and on this account. Yeah. And then you take much time to get work done for this account and for this account. So I try to plan. And then oh, she will be sleeping two hours after I fed her. Um, like four times a day. <laughs> so these two hours, I will do this. These two hours, I will do that. So I try to plan as much as I can. And that is really helpful. That's a good advice um, about planning. I think structuring and organizing your day and being planning, like which said, weekly, like your daily plan, especially when you have like bigger responsibilities, like with you, it's, it's having a baby. That's, that's huge. Um, but to be able to set something and put something in place, place, placeholders, have something organized will really help. Um, note to self, cause I'm not really good at, you know, um, really allotting time for for most of the things that I want to do but when I believe what what you're saying is that when you are organized and you're really allotting a time a specific time for a task and therefore you're guided so that's a that's a really good tip 
there um, for keeping the balance and still being able to do the things that you love, in this case, art, and of course, to being covering all those responsibilities that you have. Now, um, I, we talked about earlier different mediums that you've been do that being you've been using, and like what you said, you're not very particular. It's it's not about a medium, but it's about just being creative and making use of that medium to create. Now, I know that you had your live demo with us and you'll be doing your class. Well, in the recording of this video, the class is happening tomorrow. But if you're watching this from YouTube, listening from Spotify or Apple podcast, you can still access the class of Tatiana on the Etra Studio website. But we've got to be talking about it um, and what you will be expecting. So it's really a great piece of art that um, when, when Tatiana showed it to me earlier, you know, for, for a beginner... I, we've always wanted to do something realistic, something that is 3D and, you know, but sometimes kind of intimidating. So with Tatiana's help, she will be able to showcase you how you can easily do that. So Tatiana, let's talk about um, the mini workshop that's happening tomorrow, um, May 8th. Um, what it is that you will be sharing with, with our students from Metro? So um, I will be drawing, I will be using graphite pencils and I will be drawing oranges. And I have an example over here. I already did that. I'm going to be doing it tomorrow okay. as well. So um, in this class, we will draw several oranges together. And the point of this drawing is to help others to build, to not to just to draw three oranges, but to make it um, airy, to make it, to build atmosphere around them. And I like to think of when you're drawing, you're not drawing objects, you're drawing light and space. You know, you shouldn't think about, um, you shouldn't overwhelm yourself <laughs> with how accurate your shape is, how accurate, details are, just follow the light of your drawing, the light of it is on your object, how it reflects, how it goes around the object, and how it's situated um, in between the object, like to create this atmosphere, because light is what creates atmosphere. And tomorrow I will do my best to explain how I approach this. So how I um, distribute the focus of the viewer of my work, how to put details on some parts, but not on the others, so not overwhelm your drawing, and to make it um, expressive, to make it easily recognizable, just to make it light. The play of light. It's really interesting and it's a really good point in the sense I've never really thought about it personally that you're not drawing oranges, but you're drawing light. And did you say space around it? Yeah, that's a really, I mean, that, that perspective that, because that, that will really create that um, effect of creating the shape of the orange through those, with the play of light 
and space. So it's going to be a very interesting class. And again, if you if you watch if you're watching this from YouTube, so you just you just saw um, what the final piece is going to be. I'm sure you guys are interested because it looks really good. It's something that you can hang on your wall. Um, I personally would hang it on my wall. Uh, it could be a cover of a journal page, but do check out uh, the link of this episode because we will include the details of the workshop so that's happening tomorrow but if you missed it then you can still subscribe to the etra studio and check out the recording that's available on the etra studio website so this link will be available on the show notes on spotify and apple podcast so do watch out for it and we will be using pencils no other mediums just pencils which is really cool because that's something that everyone has access to. So Tatiana, one of the things that I've noticed and when I was visit, when I was browsing through your feed, and by the way, your works are really amazing. They're so good. I love the, the study of human figures, uh, the different fruits, veggies, food um, that you do, that, that create, whether it's pencil or watercolor. And there's also a little bit of clay that I've seen in your feed as well. So you meant you did mention at the start of the interview that when you create, it's not dependent on the medium, but depending on what's available and how you express yourself through this medium. And basically you create um, regardless of what medium that you have available. But the style that you use for drawing, was it something that you studied specifically and that you made that decision that this is what I want to pursue? This is Every time people would look at my art, this is how I would want to be distinguished for. That when they look at, okay, yeah, this is definitely Tatiana's work. I ask that because style is something that a lot of people struggle with. And at the beginning, people would copy someone else's. And hopefully, eventually, they will find their own style. But it's always a common question that people really struggle with, especially for beginners. But with you, when I look at your works, it's distinct. Um, it's realistic, but there is also that variety of the different mediums and subjects that you use when you create. So any tips and tricks that you can share? And also, how did you arrive into that style that you have now? You know, I firmly believe that you cannot, and you, like you shouldn't mm. invent your style. Mm. I think it needs to come naturally to you. It shouldn't be forced or imitated or anything because it's not going to be your style. Mm. Your style should come nature should come naturally to you. And just do what you think works best for you. Do what you want to be doing. Like I my philosophy is stop thinking is what expected of you. Oh. It's very hard. It's almost impossible because we all depend so much on approval of other people. Yes. And even when someone says, no, I do not, well, we I believe we all do. Maybe in different degree, but we all do. And in art, I think it's very hard to like, step away from what's expected of you. Because they want you to have original style. Okay, I will invent something. and But then you get tired of it in three works because it's not you. Mm-hmm. And I think my tip is keep doing what you're doing. 
and do not stop. And eventually you will have your own style starts emerging from that. And it's best because it's something that you like to be doing. You're not forcing yourself. And that's a secret how you can keep doing it because it's not hard for you. It's natural. It's something you want to be doing. Does that make sense? It does. And it, it is also a reflection of, of course, when we, when we say we post on social media, right? Somehow it's always curated. What I also love about your work, Tatiana, is that you are, you stay true to what you love to do, what you love to create. And it doesn't just, it's not restricted to, okay, this, I want to be known as an artist who uses pencils um, to draw realistic figures. Or I want to be someone who's to be known as someone who studies or creates this human figures or someone who is into pottery. With you, it's, you know, people would say, you know, you should focus on one because you want to be known for one. That when people look at you, ah, okay, Tatiana, she will be able to teach me this, right? But with you, it's, it's, it's the opposite and that's and this is this is this resonates with what you're saying right now you just need to do what you love what you love to do and express yourself it's not living up to what other people are expecting you to do like especially on social media you are expected to have an to have a niche down and that's a very popular subject it's totally like another you know lengthy conversation around it but with you it's different it's like when you look at uh, at your works it's really oh, she loves doing all of these things and it's a lot with what you just shared earlier yeah go ahead yeah I think I think you should not limit yourself you should not put yourself in any sort of a box you should be doing what you want to do and that is secret to me how to arrive at a certain point mm. and sometimes I have moments when I'm tired of pencil of oil of the style and I want to do fashion illustration and I just create new Instagram account and I have a couple of other Instagram accounts that I have illustration in it. Or I have like really rough and careless sketches of like olive oil or some other like food items that's not very classy, let's put it this way. You know, uh-huh. like, uh, um, some boxes and packages and stuff like that. And I just create new account and I post the thing on that account and then I get tired like I let the stuff out of me mm-hmm. and then return back to my art so there's ways to manage this but there's no way you should be limiting yourself just try to find if you want to keep your Instagram your social media very carefully curated as you said yeah do that. you just need to find like um, different ways to Get it out there. Create next. Create a second Instagram account. It's not that hard. It's free. It's one minute thing, and I think it's very important to stay true to yourself. Do whatever you feel like doing. I thank you for saying that. Uh, being true to yourself because it's so easy to get lost in all of these expectations and algorithms, and you know what's. What's the hype and what everyone is talking about, whatever kind of medium in the art world. 
but with you, you just did mention earlier, and I was reminded uh, of a post that you did. It's about Moira Rose style. Uh, you created a separate <laughs> account, and I checked it out, and it's digital. Uh, and it's all about uh, wisdom, something like that. Is, is that right? Some mode yeah. of learning. Yeah, sure. Can you share yeah. a little bit more about that? Because it's about, it's from Shit's Creek, right? I've, yeah, I it's from Shit's Creek. But, yeah, but people are saying that's really good. Yeah, I can, can you share a little bit more about that? So I, it's, um, it's a show uh, I've been watching a couple years ago, and I really enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it so much, especially that Moira's character. Mm-hmm. And once the show was over... I felt this emptiness. Like I want to keep, I want, I want to keep watching it and to go back and rewatch the game. Or how many times you can do it? One time, two times, no yeah. more than that. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to feel that uh, emptiness with something like keep, keep seeing where rose, keep like having her in my life. And I just, I know it sounds a little bit silly, but I created this Instagram account. Yeah. And started posting her outfits because I was really in love with her style and with her wisdom because it's a little bit silly again, but she has some advice <laughs> that can be useful. <laughs> and so I, I, I came up with this idea to post her outfits and her advice under each outfit. Yeah. And so like all of a sudden the Instagram account started growing and it just worked out, you know. I haven't worked in it for a long time. Yeah. Um, since maybe last year. Yeah. But again, we watch new shows, our life goes on, we get into new things and yeah. yeah I, I really yeah, I really like what you did there. Uh when you watch the show. I've, I've been hearing about Shit Screen, but I haven't got around and watching it but i've heard really good reviews and when i saw that on your feed i was like ah maybe this is a sign to check it out um because like what you said the same thing with me with friends i've rewatched it um several times it's so good and i don't want it to end so i kind of i think you mentioned friends as well um that, that you watched it uh, but yeah i mean that what you did created a new instagram and you know just because you're you want that to, to continue on you want to keep ca and have a reminder so create an account for it um that's digital works right um the the outfits and the but it's it's an expression of that's something that you love that you love seeing so you create an account for it and you created make art out of it so it's it's just a good reminder for people especially to our listeners and who are watching this episode um just the words that to be true to yourself that what you said earlier just keeps playing in my head and sometimes yeah those are simple words but we really need to be reminded so Tatiana any other golden nuggets that you can share with someone I know we've talked a lot about several things on this podcast from your journey how you started how to balance your time um, and how to pursue art and still have your day job and still you know finding the time to create and pursue what you love and being true to yourself, but any other, uh, and also your workshop, we talked about that again, that's happening tomorrow. So uh, please do check it out. Um, but any golden nuggets that you can share with our audience, especially those who are starting out in making art. Well, um, what I can think of what I haven't mentioned yet is especially when you start something especially when you start doing art 
you often compare yourself to someone else. And that inevitably in the beginning leads to disappointment. I'm not as good. I failed another drawing. I failed another painting. Thoughts like this. I just want um, everyone to know I also do sometimes, I also fail some drawings and paintings and I start over. And sometimes I do it second time and I start over third time. It's, you shouldn't get discouraged from things that that go not the way you want them to. It just need, it just means you need to start again. Maybe go have some tea and maybe something sweet to cheer yourself up and get back to work. It's fine to make mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes. Everyone, absolutely everyone. And even if they say they don't, they lie. They do make mistakes. They do get disappointed with themselves. But they, at the end of the day, they get themselves back up together and return to their work. So I think it's very important. I wish someone said it to me in the beginning, um, but don't be afraid to make mistakes because you learn new mistakes. And the more you learn, the more you practice, the better you become, the less mistakes you repeat, you make new ones, it's, it just gets easier. Easier and easier with practice. Right. Beautifully said. And that that's a good summary of what we've talked about um, for this episode. Not being afraid to pursue something and to fail and having the courage to start all over again. And yeah, I'm a fan of tea. So that's not really what I do. Every time I'm frustrated, <laughs> get some tea and okay, breathe and then try again. So thanks for, for reminding us that through this episode, Tatiana, I learned so much. And thank you again for agreeing to do this interview. All the best with your workshop tomorrow. I'm sure a lot of people will learn from the techniques that you will be sharing. You just touched on some really good points earlier about what they will gain from your mini workshop. So again, if you are interested, it's happening tomorrow at what time again? It's uh, it's uh, 9 a.m. Eastern time. So New York time. Yeah. Uh, 9 a.m. And I will be happy to, to share <laughs> my tricks, how I work, how I draw, and how I build this sense of uh, space. And I will be very happy to share with everyone else how I'm doing that. So please join and I let's make art. Good, good point to that. Let's make art. Thank you so much, Tatiana. I will also include your Instagrams. If you want to um, DM, probably some delays. She, uh, Tatiana just had her baby again. So, uh, but feel free to send him to send her a message if you want to have, um, if you have additional questions, but the workshop will be a good avenue for you to ask questions and learn from her, um, especially what she shared earlier, those oranges. Um, I'm sure you'll learn a lot from the workshop. So Tatiana, thank you so much again for being a Make More Art. I really had a great time and I learned so much from you. So all the best with, to your mini workshop. Congratulations again on your baby and looking forward to seeing more thank of your you. works, the different, using different mediums on the ground. So Thank you so much, Satyana. Thank you so much, Jesse. Take care of yourselves. Bye. Thanks, you too. Bye. I admire people who take the time to pursue their passion and are not afraid to try out new things, fail, and start again. Tatiana is a true testament of that. 
What do you love most about this episode? Do let us know through the blog posts associated with this podcast at etcherlab.com slash Tatiana. We would love to hear your thoughts, so please drop us a five-star review on the Apple Podcast where you can find us on YouTube at Etcher Studio. And, oh, hitting the subscribe button is greatly appreciated. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll catch you again next time. Until then, let's make more art.